Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again. Welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we're here with Ben Walker. Super stoked to have this guy here. He's got such a unique business model, really kind of being in the B2B services business I, I really appreciate um, people who, who can build businesses around a concept. There's a, there's a genuine need for something, but then they can take and pivot in directions, uh, maybe to different industries or into different businesses entirely. And so we're going to be talking about that as well as kind of the success of, of Ben's company as well. So we're going to dive into that. So Ben, first off, say what's up to everybody. And we'll hop in. Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Excited to have you here, Ben. So Ben, my first question for you, you know, is, is having been in business now for over a decade, um, you've obviously proven that you can survive that first five years times two, right? <laughs> um, most, most people can't even make it past the first five years. And it sounds like you've done a lot of that by adopting new industries and kind of re-emphasizing your business multiple times. So I'd like to ask you specifically about some of the pivots that you've been doing in your company and how those have been affecting you both positively and negatively. So I want you to think back to the first time you had to make a pivot. Where were you kind of at when you had to make that pivot? Oh, I think we were in our second year. And like I had said earlier, we started as a medical transcription business exclusively. And about halfway through the second year, I noticed that we were losing medical clients and I was asking the doctor's offices for surgery centers and a few hospitals, what, you know, what prompted them to leave us. And they had invested in electronic medical record systems and within the electronic medical record systems now called EHRs, electronic health records, they, the doctors point and click a lot. They don't dictate like they used to. So, or they have an iPad and they just tap, 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 and the visit's over. Meaning they didn't need transcription anymore. At the same time, we had gotten some calls from some local attorneys here in Denver and a courthouse and a law enforcement agency that needed something transcribed. We told them no at the time, but the calls happened like once a month, once every three weeks. Then I started to think about it. And I was like, well, who's doing it if we're not doing it? And can we make money at it? I started looking into it. We found out that there is a, a whole other world out there for legal transcription, law enforcement transcription, insurance transcription, financial transcription. And that's when we started to slowly pivot the other way and kind of dip our toe in the pool to see if it was for us or not. Once I found out that there were a ton of independent contractors that we could tap into around the country who worked from home, like we were doing for the medical transcription, we kind of just pushed all our chips in and went that way because there was a ton of work that needed to be done. The profit margins were higher than the medical transcription and working with those types of places that I mentioned, um, legal, law enforcement, financial, insurance, academic, they need it all the time. It's not something that they do and then they don't do again. They come, they keep coming back because they need it and because we get along well with them and 
our people like typing what they're sending us. So I want to ask you this because of the nature of your team, right? And you you have to work, you know, volume with this is dictates you have to have a lot of different people working for you. And how how did you teach your people to shift from one form of writing to another, you know, for a different type of industry? Oh, they're highly specialized in what they do. So we rarely hire people without experience because we don't want to train them. And there are enough people out there with experience. So we don't have to train them because training is, is expensive and there's no guarantee it's going to work out. So we get between five and 10 applications a day through our website from all over the world. And we cherry pick the good ones that are based here in the States because we have to run criminal background checks. That's a whole nother thing, but we run criminal background checks on our people uh, because of what we work with. And they are specialized in financial terminology, legal terminology, law enforcement terminology. And some of the legal law enforcement will go back and forth because it's similar. And some of the general transcriptionists will do academic as well as financial. Uh, it just kind of depends on their skill set and if they're into it or not. Because some of them really like, we do um, a lot of research audio and video for VA hospitals all over the country. And they do some fascinating research in and around veterans. And it can be really interesting. And some of our transcriptionists that do legal also really like that. So they'll go like when we get big projects in for that. So it depends on kind of their skill set and what they like to do. Cause we don't want them typing something they don't like because then they won't do a good job or they won't, they just won't be happy. And we rather they be happy, do a good job, make some money and then we're happy. Right. And they're more engaged with, with the work, which is always beneficial. That's one of the reasons I love outsourcing because it allows you to find somebody who's hyper-specialized in, in an area. Yeah. So, they enjoy it. They truly right. enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, so let me ask you this because you've been in business so long as well. Like how, how have you found, like, what have you found to be some of the more effective ways for you to land bigger clients? I mean, how have you been generating these bigger client relationships? Ah, oh, man, I hate to say this, but we name drop. We use our current clients as references and we will also, with their permission, obviously, give out their name and phone number. So we have a couple pretty good sized law firms that people have heard of and courthouses and law enforcement agencies in different parts of the country. So if I'm talking to a law enforcement agency in Florida, I'll tell them how we work with Fort Myers PD or something like that. And then they'll say, oh, you work with Assistant Chief Smith? And I'll say, yeah, do you wanna to talk to him? He'll talk to you. And that helps tremendously because they can hear it from someone who's like them and not us. Yeah, I love that. And, and then you're basically getting referral sources through that, right? You reach out to them and say, hey, this um, person referred you or told me, hey, I ought to reach out to you guys. It's very, very simple, very straightforward. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's also a two-way street. Like I've helped some of our law enforcement clients when they were looking for uh, a DNA genealogy company, or I've helped another one with a cold case because I know some people that do specialize in cold case just from doing transcription or law enforcement transcription for so long, 
you remember these things and then I stay in contact with them and I have their info and then I'll ask for permission. I'll say, hey, Snohomish County Sheriff's Office is dealing with this cold case. I know that you've done a bunch of these. Can they reach out to you? And I'll introduce them to someone in Arkansas. You know, so I help them too. It's more of a, it's almost a friendship and we help each other. So yeah, they, they don't have an issue helping me or us. Right. Well, and you're providing such a non-invasive, uh, you know, um, service in general. They're not, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to, to have them refer you without it being awkward. Right. <laughs> yes. But they can't, the weird thing about most of the folks we work with is they can't publicly talk about us. It's always behind the scenes because right. they can't be seen as endorsing a privately owned company. Right. So the Fort Myers PD would say, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I would, I don't know who that is. Like, I don't know who does our transcription. Like, but behind the scenes, they're really nice about it. Right. Just for safety reasons for them too. That's really intriguing. I know like in our industry, um, you know, working in the podcasting space, but B2B services, it, it provides us it's pretty easy to get referrals because people know, Hey, this is kind of a more sexy topic. People are interested in doing it. Um, and, and they're open to sharing it, but we've always had a hard time getting people to actually really sit down and give us true referrals. Um, and have you found that you can just ask them to use their name and then you can just name drop without it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of them have been clients for six or seven years and it, it's you kind of have to feel it out but like let's say um you lose a client and it's of no fault of your own like they were bought or they merged with somebody and they had redundancies so they don't need your service anymore i've asked people that we've had really good relationships with if i can still use them as a reference down the road because we did such good work together right. they've always said yes They've also said, when I've asked them that, they've said, we're coming back to you at the first opportunity, or if anyone I know ever asks about it, we're going to tell them about you. And they do it. I think it's because of the, the amicable breakup. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and if we're not breaking up, that's one situation, because I talked about it earlier today with someone um, we lost a pretty big client and they acted as a reference for more than three years after we stopped working with them. We ask for permission, obviously, from some of our larger clients, if we can use their name and number. And then we ask again before we like officially give them Josh's name and number and says, tell them Josh is going to call you to ask about us. And they always say yes, without fail. Right. That's cool. It's funny because, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people on this show and most of them are saying, oh yeah, I have my content strategy or I have my, my Facebook ads or, you know, I network, and pe but networking is always this vague thing, but I love that you're saying, you know, we name drop. That's how you've been growing your company saying we network and we name drop. I, I really love that. It's the first time anybody said it. So love it. <laughs> um, so let, let me ask you this, Ben, you know, coming at it from from the software-based side, being somebody who's not even software, but like, uh, you know, the, the services-based business side, you know, people look at you 
as your competitors are software. How have you been bridging that gap? Because I know we talked about this beforehand, but some, some services like yours always get threatened, quote unquote, by these softwares that can come in and way undercut their prices because it's all AI based. But the what, what's kind of the big kicker that allows you to keep your prices where it's at and still continue to get clients? Because of um, what they're using our finished transcripts for, they can't use AI because we guarantee 99% accuracy, which I know some of the artificial intelligence companies are saying they're approaching that, but what they're not telling you is punctuation and homonyms. So there, there, and there, there's three ways to spell that. AI misses it almost every time because they only have a one third chance of getting it right. They also don't tell you that the commas aren't put in the right place. The paragraphs aren't started at the new, at where they should be started. They don't always identify the speakers correctly. We do all of that. It's all included. And when a human does it, it takes longer. So the clients that we work with, they understand that. And they know that when they get a transcript from us, they don't have to fix it. It's ready to go. Whereas if you upload it to, you know, any one of the big, companies that provide, you know, YouTube being one, um, you've got to go through and do all the editing yourself. And that takes a long time, especially for someone who's not trained. You know, we have special software, really good headphones, mechanical keyboards, foot pedals, and we do this every day. So it's, it's a premium service, but you get a premium product in return. Right. That's what I love about it because you're in a commodity space, but your premium pricing, it's so funny to me to watch people will still try to compete with software when they have a service-based business by competing on price. And that's just stupid because they can, they can price you down to a penny per month, right? Because their costs are nil. <laughs> and for you, you're, you're, you have a cost ceiling that you can, you know, as far as, as far as a cost floor that you can't go through. So you know, for, for the way that you're setting up your company and, and competing with them, I love that because you've basically said, Hey, we're going to provide you complete accuracy. It's, there's not going to be any confusion. I can honestly say, especially in the transcription space, having used so many different services, you can't beat having somebody manually do it. You just can't. <laughs> no. And we've proven that with some of our clients, they'll send us the transcript from zoom or whatever. Cause a lot of court hearings have been conducted over zoom in the past 12 months and they'll say can you use this as a guide and we look at it we're like this is so bad this is like 50 percent accurate and going through and editing a 50 percent accurate transcript takes longer than if we were to just type it from the get-go and not even look at the whatever it is they gave us because that's how far off it is and this is a little off what we're talking about, but every time a transcriptionist takes their hand off the keyboard, they lose seven characters every second. So when they're moving to a mouse to move the cursor to fix an edit, they're losing 20, 30 characters, like over a three second span. So three seconds, four seconds, it's not worth it. We can type faster than we can edit. That's crazy. That's, that's when you know your business to a T. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny because people won't look at that, you know, is how much time are they having to actually spend on, on 
menial tasks like that, I mean, even four seconds, does it eat into that much of their, you know, their productivity, you know? <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. Well, Ben, let me, let me ask you this. Um, first off, where can people get access to you and your company? They can find us at transcriptionoutsourcing.net. And that's obviously our homepage. From there, they can find their specific niche in the top bar where it says services. The main ones we work with are legal, law enforcement, medical, financial, and academic. And man, we've worked with all kinds of different businesses. Like I was telling you earlier, we've worked with power plants. We've worked with authors. We've worked with every kind of doctor you can possibly imagine and every kind of law enforcement situation you can ever dream of. Uh, we could write books and they would probably be New York Times bestsellers. That's crazy. Well, so make sure everybody go check those out. So it's transcriptionoutsourcing.net. Please make sure you go check that out, especially if you want premium transcription services. Ben, I really do appreciate you coming on today. And I want to ask you one final question. So if you could leave our audience one final parting piece of guidance, what would that be? Get as much PR as possible. Yeah, don't skimp on public relations. Get as much as possible. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.